श्री गौरी वैष्णव गुरु परंपरा की जय ग्रंथराज श्रीमद भागवत Reading from the first canto of Srimad Bhagavatam, verse three. This is the third of three introductory shlokas. I'll read the Sanskrit. Nigamakalpaturo galitam palam sukumukaram rata draba sambhutam pibata bhagavatam rasamalayam mahuraho rasiku bhuvi bhavukha. O expert and thoughtful men, relish Srimad Bhagavatam, the mature fruit of the desire tree of the Vedic literature. It emanated from the lips of Sukadeva Goswami. Therefore, this fruit has become more tasteful, although its nectarine juice was always relishable for all, including liberated souls. So, again, this is the third of three introductory verses, and as much as the first verse constitutes an a namaskar verse, a pronoun to the to the uh, and description of the deity of the book. And the second verse emphasizes the uh, the uh, essence of what the, the book is about. This third verse is at the uh, Ashirvad verse, giving uh, a, a, a blessing to the readers. And these verses focused l- largely on Sambandha, Abhideya, and now Prayojan. Prayojan meaning the fruit. Hmm. What's to be attained by uh, uh, what's the book about? Obeisances uh, uh, to the to the deity of the book. What the book is about? Um, a conceptual orientation, I should say, also with the first verse. What the book. Is about and uh, it is about bhakti, of course. And anyway, what's the fruit to be gained by its uh, its study? And it uh, we heard from the previous verse that the Bhagavatam, Dharma Projita Kaitavrutra Paramo Nirmat Saranam Satam. It is a book for the Paramahamsas, Nirmat Saranam Satam. The Satam, the truthful. Devotees free from envy, um, uh, and in this sense, it is uh, a post-liberated uh, treatise. A treatise for those like Sugadev, later mentioned in the text, uh, who were already liberated, and nonetheless became attracted to the Bhagavatam, given its subject, the beautiful qualities of. And here we find that uh, the verse in giving a blessing gives a blessing to uh, rasikas, uh, uh, those with a sympathetic heart for uh, these these uh, the, the topics of rasa, the idea of rasa, hmm, uh, as the uh, kind of the distilled essence of the Absolute, as described in the Upanishads. So, uh, not an ordinary book, and again, the example of Sukadeva is pertinent because he was already liberated, yet he was attracted to the Bhagavatam. But of course, 
Besides the fact, as we mentioned the other day, that it extends so high that it is near Granta. And this, this point comes out here. Near Granta. Granta means uh, book. Hmm? Near Granta means it is beyond the book. Sukadev was described as such. Beyond books, why did he study the Bhagavatam? He was beyond books. In other words, he, he had realized the import of the Vedas. He was a liberated soul. Why did he take the time then to go and study the Srimad Bhagavatam? And it's a long text uh, uh, as we have it today, of course, even at the time as well, a complex book and, uh, uh, and all. Why would he do that? It's a very thoughtful question. And the implication, of course, is that this is a book beyond beyond all books. It celebrates, as it does, the, those leelas of the uh, pastoral Krishna, hmm? that Uddhava himself, who was Shastravit, very well-versed in the scriptures to the extent that he was Krishna's advisor in Dwarka. Hmm? When Krishna wanted to do something, he would call Uddhava for his counsel, and Uddhava would be able to cite from the scriptures and give that kind of medical advice. And such a thoughtful and learned person was then sent to deliver a message to the inhabitants of Vrindavan, <clears throat> suffering from the pangs of separation from Krishna. Uddhava came to to counsel them to give them Brahmagyan. If we have Brahmagyan, then nasochati, nagangshati. There's no lamenting, no hankering. Of course, he found them hankering and lamenting for Krishna. This is very peculiar. <laughs> he for hankering and lamenting for Brahman in the form of Rasaraj Krishna. And uh, as it turned out, while ostensibly he came to educate and uh, pacify the gopis, he himself became agi- agita- agitated and educated kind of beyond the book. He wandered in the brudge singing a couple of poems that are cited in the Bhagavatam. Shruti-bhimragyam, one of them concludes with the idea is this is beyond the Shruti, what they're doing here, beyond the Veda. It's a very extraordinary uh, realm, the kind of love they have. It's definitely spiritual, but it's it's beyond the book. And so he himself was was schooled. That's a very important lesson I've cited it before because again, the learned, the most learned Uda was sent to educate the uneducated milk people, cow people, um, who didn't regularly study the Vedas and, and whatnot. And he found that they had um, a love that was the real essence of all knowledge, the be all and end all of knowledge. That uh, was uh, superior in excellence than anything he had had experienced, anything found in the texts. Hmm. This idea of knowledge beyond the text is also brought up in the um, very important conversation, the samvad, the conversation between Roy Ramananda and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Those familiar with that conversation know that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu asked the questions and his 
devotee, Ramananda gave the answers. This was a reverse out of the Bhagavad Gita, where Arjuna asked the questions and Krishna gave the answers. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu himself saw this Ramananda as if Arjuna. So uh, it's a kind of a repeating of the of the Bhagavatam, or the Bhag, Bhagavad Gita, I should say, and all that it entails in Gaurlila in a, in a backwards way where uh, Krishna becomes the questioner and his devotee, Arjuna in this case, Ramananda Roy, becomes the answerer. Hmm? And all of the secret truths that are implied in there, hmm? that if we look at it like that, we think Bhagavad Gita goes pretty high. Because <laughs> he got to a point where uh, everything that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu asked, Roy Ramananda replied, of course, he basically asked two questions: What is the sadhya, and what is the sad? What is the sadhana? What is the sadhya? What is the best um, practice, and what is the perfection? Hmm? Um, but with each reply, Mahaprabhu asked him to say more, and with everything he said, he cited the revealed scriptures. Hmm? And he got to a point when Mahaprabhu asked for more, and he said, uh, "Well, I know something else, but I don't have any scripture to cite." that I can... Uh, this is off the map here. This is off the scriptural map. So I don't know if you'll want to hear that. Uh, and, of course, then he spoke and then he saw as well. Then Chaitanya Mahaprabhu revealed him, himself as Radha and Krishna and so forth. And he spoke about the this Madanaku Mahabhav. To say that's in the Gita is a, a bit of a stretch, I suppose. <laughs> but the uh, it's it, the implications of following out uh, what the Gita says in the full sense of the term does uh, lead to to that. Hmm? Uh, so, uh, another example of how this Brajalila, and particularly the love of Radha and Krishna, in, uh, in their, 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 their union is, is, is kind of beyond the scripture. We do say at the same time that the Goswamis found ways to locate that in the scripture in a rough kind of a sense. Uh, really, they wrote their own scriptures as Ujjwal Nilmani, Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, and so on and so forth, and um, brought all these things out. Uh, Rupa Goswami uh, explained, for example, the, the, this Maranaki Mahabhava of, of Radha by citing examples in the Leela of the, of the Bhagavatam, and so forth. Uh, so, but then the Bhagavatam is, is is described here, and this is my point, as being off the map itself. Mm-hmm. Again, it is the book that Sukadev studied, who had studied all books and was beyond the books. So it's a book beyond uh, books. I used to get people, when I used to distribute the Bhagavatam in proper service, who would say, uh, you know, the truth isn't in a book, it's beyond the books. I said, you need, this is the book you need then. That's what this book says, and uh, <laughs> it's the book beyond the beyond the book, so to speak. Um, so this is what the text here itself says, as as it uh, um, gives a blessing to to the to to Rasikas. Hmm? It says, "Oh, uh, those who are Rasikas, you uh, who are Bhuvi Bhavaka, those people on earth who are." Uh, uh, thoughtful, uh, poetic, hmm. um, uh, 
uh, in a profound sense. Uh, here, uh, taste of the, this Srimad Bhagavatam, which is the ripened fruit of the tree of the Vedic literature. Hmm. So, and a metaphor is given of a tree with its many branches, and those branches are branches of knowledge that um, constitute the Vedas, which are the most uh, voluminous body of literature on earth. Um, so quite an expansive um, literary collection and... Um, And the tree, the metaphorical tree, is is said to be a desire tree from which all of the knowledge that is found in this voluminous body of literature um, can be uh, accessed. If you desire, whatever knowledge you have, you can go to the tree and you can get it. This is how the Vedas were thought of in ancient times. Um, like the sky, sometimes the example would be given, that contains everything, so the mind of Vyas, everything is contained, everything worth having. Hmm? Um, now it might seem like there's all kinds of other books with all kinds of other information and so forth, but if we, if we look at the Vedas, we find that basically everything that human society wants is found within them. And basically human society wants two things. <laughs> they want to attain happiness and avoid suffering. Hmm? And in order to attain happiness and avoid suffering, um, they pursue these uh, uh, three goals and beyond, the fourth. They pursue pleasure, piety, and um, power. Hmm? Uh, piety, power, pleasure, let's say, dharma, artha, kama. Hmm? Dharma, artha, dharma means to piety, hmm? Artha means power. Hmm? It means like wealth, money that gives you gives you power. Hmm? Acquisition, the power that derived from acquisition, and pleasure to pleasure oneself through sense indulgence and so forth. This is basically what uh, what what people pursue, hmm? and these three, of course, correspond with the three uh, modes of material nature, the gunas. Sattva with piety, Rajas with power, and Thomas with pleasure. So when we start to talk about it like this, we, see, we start to see even in today's world we can make the claim these Vedas contain all, all, all knowledge. They deal with these basic, uh, everything that human society wants. And they want knowledge in order to pursue those ends. Obviously there are other details to, to Kama and, and Artha and, um, and uh, the, all of which aren't found how to get a this or a that. <laughs> but uh, the basic fulfillment of these pursuits is um, offered through the texts of the Vedas and, and how to acquire uh, power and position uh, so forth in a very systematic way and uh, in a very profound sense of what piety constitutes as well and um, 
and the basic pleasuring and so forth. Then there's the fourth, beyond which means moksha. Hmm? And uh, the sattva guna is a doorway to that, a bridge to that, so to speak. Dharma, the moksha. So these, anyway, are the basic subjects of the Veda. So they're, and they're vast. Hmm? Um, um, they um, include, in an extended sense, there is the, well, we have the, the Veda, we have the Shruti and the Veda, the Puranas, Itihasas, the Agamas, and kind of the uh, two sides, a feminine side and a, a masculine side. Um, and so, a big tree, many, many branches of knowledge. And from that Veda, you can get whatever knowledge you need to attain any of the basic uh, ambitions of uh, the, uh, in human society, hmm? and uh, and this book, Shrimad Bhagavatam, is in one sense also said to be on the tree, but in another sense, the verse is telling us it's not on the tree. Hmm? It says here it is the Nigamakalpa Taror Galitam Falam. There's the, it is the fruit, the uh, Prabhupada translates it, galitam phalam, the ripened fruit of the tree. So in, in this sense, when we, when, we, when we look at it in this way, it's the essence of all of this Vedic knowledge. It all culminates in. We know it from the text itself, that it's the natural commentary on the sutras of Vyas. Hmm? And Vyasa Sutras are an effort to show the concordance of all these sacred texts and so forth. Hmm? So, it, the, kind of the culmination, it's described in the, in the text itself as the mature contribution of Vyasa as his, as his, as his um, insight in Samadhi was um, reached its, its perfection, the Samadhi Bhasha, the language of samadhi uh, uh, of Vyasa is what Srimad Bhagavatam constitutes. So it's the mature fruit of the tree, but more than that, the text also tells us, as I say, it's not on the tree. Hmm? It's, uh, it, where is it, the fruit? It's in the mouth of Sugadev. Hmm? And Sugadev means parrot here also. Hmm? So, Nigamakopataror Galitam Falam. Sukamuka amrita drava sambitam. Sukamuka. It's a sukamuka. It's in the it's in the mouth of uh, of Sukadev. It's in the mouth of Sukadev means parrot. It's in the mouth of a parrot. Hmm? Again, Sukadev is a prominent person in in uh, in Srimad Bhagavatam. Here he's compared to a parrot in that not in the Western sense where we think of a parrot who repeats mindlessly what he hears. But there is a sense in, in, uh, in ancient India that the parrot would taste a fruit like a mango and either make it more sweet, or it would indicate that it was sweet and it was, it was ready and it was ripe. But I think that really the further implication was that, that something about the parrot's uh, 
uh, tasting the fruit made it made it sweeter. Hmm? And this is a book by Vyas. Hmm? This is the invocation by Vyas. It's 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 the he taught it to his son Sukadev, but hmm? the implication is what it has become sweeter coming from the mouth of Sukadev. And that's where it's found. It's not found on the tree, it's found in the mouth of Sukadev. It means it's not a book in a library to go pick up off a shelf. It's to be heard from the Guru Parampara. Hmm? It's a ripe fruit, and a ripe fruit could fall to the ground and be bruised. Hmm? But and this this truth is also described as being on the ground. If we take the word galitam as we can to mean fallen on the ground, so it's the fallen fruit, which also implies that it's ripe. But it is fallen in a beautiful way. It, the implication of fallen is is fallen through the guru parampara. It's come from the mouth of Sukadev, and from Sukadev, it's been passed on down through guru parampara, just very gently, and placed on the ground, so it's very easy for you to come and get it. You don't have to go climb through all kinds of books and study on in so many different ways to uh, to arrive at conclusive knowledge. This knowledge has come through the grace of Guru Parampara and made itself readily available to you. Hmm. So the verse is stressing the importance of hearing from a person like Sugadev, a great realized. So this is the way to access Bhagavatam. And one the implication is one who accesses it accesses it this way, who actually um, follows the method that the book itself has recommended, then for that person, Sukumukut Amrita Rava Samutam, it says, this uh, who takes that fruit from the mouth of Sukhade means from the Guru Parampara. And 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 and, and it, it is that fruit. Then for that person is amrit, amrit. It is de- deathless. It's eternal. It's it brings one to uh, the, into the nectar of immortality. Not just immortality, but the nectar of immortality. Hmm? The fruit is described. Amrita drava sambutam. That means it's a, it's a, it's very complete. It's perfect. Um, it, uh, it. The implication is that uh, here that it should be that pibata pibata. It should be drunk, hmm? like liquor. Pibata means like to drink, like. Like liquor and uh, and feast and uh, <laughs> in this way, without holding back, pibata bhagavatam. Uh, so it's a sometimes described. It's a it's a fruit, but it it's 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 it, you can't drink a fruit unless it doesn't have a pit, unless it doesn't have a skin. So the skin's been taken off, the pit has been taken out, something like that. Just the, just the very essence. Hmm? of the essence. Hmm? Uh, you should drink this from the mouth of Sugadev, through with your, the implications through your ear. Hmm? 
with the ear you will drink the nectar coming from the mouth of Sugadeva, or his representative in Guru Parampara, and will go into your into your heart, your heart and bring about a change. Pibata Bhagavatam Rasam Alayam Rasam Alayam. So this is juice. It's a, as I said, you should drink this uh, this rasa that is Srimad Bhagavatam. That means uh, rasa, of course, is uh, is a is a word in in uh, Sanskrit poetics and drama and aesthetics and so forth that speaks of a peak emotional experience wherein other emotional ingredients are in place and so forth. A peak experience that transports one from within the seat that they sit to view the drama into the full experience of the emotion that's being portrayed. And um, it's, it, it's an out-of-body, <laughs> an out-of-mind kind of experience. Of course, here we're talking about uh, bhakti rasa, and this is the implication. But if hearing the Bhagavatam, that is the distilled essence of all the Vedic wisdom and so forth, hmm, these, this, these various brajrasas with Krishna are showcased. Hmm, and and they will stand out to you in a particular way. And you will be transported into that experience and, and become, actually, that stai, that emotional, um, dominant emotional content, and in this way participate in the lila. So it's a very, um, I want to say... Um, Interactive book. It must be you know, nowadays they have. This is a popular kind of idea that the that the media becomes very interactive. The the, the, the audience participates in it, and so so it's very modern <laughs> in this sense, very participatory. Hmm? Um, bringing the audience in and bringing out a new page. As a result of that, just like now in the media, they very much want people to comment on articles. And a few years back, Time Magazine, who picks up man or woman of the year, every year picked the public. It's you. And uh, you are you know, giving your opinions now so much. And the news is very much after that. If you've got your phone, your cell phone, did you take any pictures at the event? Send them in. And were you there? And comment on the blogs and on the articles. And, and so on and so forth, and and make the news, so to speak. So it's 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 inviting us to enter in the book and write a new page, hmm, with your name on it, and uh, become a player in this rasa, which is a an ecstasy, a, 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 a emotional spiritual bliss that is um, uh, uh, Brahman is rasa, rasa saha and Rasam hi evayam labdvanadi bhavati. Brahman is rasa, and by by knowing him as such, one can taste rasa oneself. So this uh, it's a, it's not objectless love or ananda or joy like the joy of the self unto itself, hmm? but there's a significant other that is the object of consciousness other, that is Krishna, that is rasa. And so, 
um, the book encourages us to enter into this. Pibhata Bhagavatam, Rasam Malayam. And to what extent? Hmm? It says, Pibhata Bhagavatam, Rasam Malayam. We should drink this fruit with our ear, give an oral reception. Hmm? With our ear and, and, and with, our, with our heart, really. It says that, as I mentioned in the beginning, this for rasikas who have a sympathetic heart. If everybody, not everybody who hears, hears the same thing. Hmm? But if you have a heart that's sympathetic to the speaker and the, t- and the subject, then in a sangskar for that, you can get more out of it. Hmm? So, this is the idea by association. Then you start to you, you develop a sangskar. Hmm? Hmm. And then a sympathetic heart for this. This is a rasika. Hmm? Then you can draw from it all, all implications. And so, so it's inviting us to become a rasika, even though it's saying, oh, rasikas, you can drink, only they can drink and relish this, as the verse is talking about. But being in their association, hearing from them, hmm? uh, Bhagavatam says, satam prasangam amavirya sambhido, bhavanti hrit karna rasayana kata, tad jochana dash bhavaragavartamani, Shraddhārati uh, or bhakti manukramishati. From shraddha, anukram, step by step to rati, to becoming a relisher, a lover. Hmm? This is possible by sadhu sangha, satam prasanga, in the association of honest men, thoughtful, honest men. Hmm? Rasikas here hmm. is the idea. Satam prasanga, mamavira sambhido. Krishna is speaking. Where mamavirya, my virtues, my my heroics, mamavirya hmm? sambhido, they they are being discussed. Satam prasanga mamavirya sambhido bhavanti hrita What happens when you come into the association of such persons who are characterized matchita madgata prana bodayanta paraspa katayam tascamam nityam tushanti chavramanti these things. Krishna has described his devotees in this way in the Gita. They're always sitting, speaking about me, relishing topics about me, and so forth. So by coming into the association of this, what happens? Bhavanti Hritkana Rasayana Kata. That topics that they discuss, which is like a Rasayana. Rasayana is a, is a Vedic, uh, Ayurvedic uh, remedy for like rejuvenation. Hmm? Bring, bringing a dead man back to life. Something like that. So the soul, soul is dead to its prospect. Hmm? Uh, so identified with matter. We heard the other day uh, in discussing the second verse of this Easter introductory verses that even without faith, if one hears, one can become attracted. Yeah. It's, it, so it has such power to come into that association where Bhagavatam is relished. Hmm? Then this... this Rasayana kata it karna it goes into the ear. You're just there. It happens to go into the ear, and it brings about a change. Rasayana kata tad joshana dashbavargabartmani ratasati shradharati bhakti manukram anukram. Step by step, we go from initial faith that is awakened all the way to sadhu sangha bhajanakriya and Nishtaruchi, asakti rati, 
Hmm? Bhava. And of course, Prem. So, uh, so, Pibhata Bhagavatam Rasamalayam, to what extent should it be heard? It says, uh, the word alayam, alayam means, laya means liberation. Hmm? It says that the, this, this uh, rasa, this sweetness, this uh, nectar, uh, amrit, uh, that is this fruit, this ripe and fallen fruit that is Srimad Bhagavatam, hmm? it, is be, it is beyond liberation. It is beyond mukti. It is beyond the four goals that this Vedic tree deals with. It's again off the tree. Hmm? It's off the tree. <laughs> it's off the map. It's in the mouth. Of, it's it, dharma tattvam nihitam guhayam mahajano yena gatasapanta. Dharma tattvam. What is the truth about dharma? And what is real dharma? Sangsidir haritoshanam. This is Dharma, the Dharma Srimad Bhagavatam, Prema Dharma. Dharma Satatvam, what is the truth of Dharma? The full measure of what Dharma constitutes. That is Prema Dharma, and where is it found? Dharma Satatvam Nitam Kuhayam. It is hidden in the hearts. Of saintly persons, of Mahajanas, Mahajana Yena Gatasapanta. Therefore, we should follow in the footsteps of such persons. Hmm? They personify the book. They bring out hmm, what we could not find in the book. They are the person Bhagavatam. And there is the book Bhagavatam. These two, Gornatinanda have said, have come to bring us in touch with that we might become a rasika. Hmm? And so, it is, again, this fruit, it is, this is a book, Bhagavatam, that's off the tree, off the map. Hmm? It's beyond liberation. The Vedas deal with these four things. And liberation up to salokya, sarsti, sarupya, hmm? samipya, beyond sayuja, to, be, to, to live on the planet of Narayan, to become his attendant, to have a four-armed form like him, hmm? to uh, have his opulence, to merge with his effulgence. These are five kinds of mukti. Hmm? Bhagavatam not dealing with that. Something else. Prem prayojan. Panchama purusharta, a fifth goal of life. Beyond Turiya, the fourth. Gopal Prathapani Upanishad mentions Turiyatita Gopalaha. The fifth, beyond Turiya. Turiya means the fourth. This is the subject of Gopal Prathapani Param Brahman, condensed. The condensed Satchirananda. That is, that is the Param Brahma, Krishna, is Rasa. He is Rasa. He says, Brahmano hi pratishtaham. The Brahman is subordinate to me. I am the basis of Brahman. Hmm. Brahman is the general idea of Mukti. And then Vaikuntha, more specific idea of 
mukti in relation to God and Krishna who is beyond God. Hmm? So I am Bhagawan. And to attain him, this is the fi- a, a fifth goal of life. This turns the Veda upside down on its head. Prema Pumarto Mahan Prem Prayojan. This is the message of Bhagavatam. So it is Rasam uh, Alayam. It is be it is beyond beyond lie, beyond liberation. This is all, even other Vaishnava Sampradayas say Mukti is, is, is the goal, the four goals of life. Of course, they have a Vaishnava idea about Mukti. But in Godi Sampradaya, we make the claim, Prem Prayojan. And, and even there are Ragmark Sampradayas like uh, the uh, Balap Sampradaya, like the Nibark Sampradaya. The measure of the prem in the school of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu derived from Bhagavatam. Hmm? This exceeds what 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 they what they speak about. Hmm? Of course, they don't use the word prem as as, as, as their goal, hmm? but it exceeds that. And here, this word alayam it, it implies that as well. It means beyond liberation, and it means. Alayam, layam, parlai. Hmm? Parlai in the general sense. Parlai means the the last of the sattvika bhavas, the passing out, hmm? the, the, the swooning and passing out. Hmm? It is said you should drink this until you pass out and get up and then muhuraho. Muhur means again, do it again. What to do it again? <laughs> uh, so, uh, and hmm, this uh, alayam also implies do it until you get embraced by Krishna, like the gopis, hmm, whose uh, uh, union with Krishna through Radha Dasyam is the fullest measure of intimacy with the Absolute. Hmm. So a very Gaudiya, Gaudiya idea. Hmm? This is the full reach of Srimad Bhagavatam, what it offers us. Pibata Bhagavatam, Rasamalayam. Muhur, oh, oh. It sounds like he's drinking it, who's writing it. Oh, goodness. Oh, he's just marveling. What is this? What is this thing I'm trying to talk about? That I uh, now hmm? you you try it, something like that. Oh, and and who this go with Rasikas will will, will like this hmm? uh, deep people, people like Ramananda that Sarvabhoma Bhattacharya could not understand. Hmm? Sarvabhoma was a very very learned person, and and he had met Ramananda Roy, who was in the government service of the Rajputra and had been given a prominent position in the government service in the south at the, in the, at the extended extremities of the kingdom of Rajpratapurudra, but he could not, could not figure him out. He kind of dismissed him as a little bit um, odd. But when he met Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu enlightened him, explained Bhagavatam to him like he could have never understood it himself, no matter how, how smart he was, he was very smart. He used to teach sannyasis, logic, and, and so forth. 
he couldn't understand Srimad Bhagavatam. But when he heard it from Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, then he was converted. And then when Chaitanya Dev went to travel to the south, he said, one thing, I have one suggestion for you. Mahaprabhu very humbly said, oh yes, you're my elder, you're my guru. Whatever you suggest, I will certainly do. He said, there's one fellow you should meet on your way down there. I could never understand him, but now that I've had your association, I've got some idea what he's about, and and he's about what you're about. You two are going to get on just fine. <laughs> uh, so you go to him. Hmm? Of course, this is Ramananda Roy who helped Mahaprabhu fit into 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 Gopi Bhava, as he was trying to do, trying to find his place there. Krishna, trying to experience the, the love of Radha. Ramananda and later Swarup Dhamma, they were his attendants, helping him to fit into that role as uh, incarnations of Lalita and Vishaka, the dear friends of Radha, and so expert and uh, qualified to teach him. It was their company he kept in the end. Uh, so these kinds of... Uh, uh, this, is a mad, this verse is a mad person speaking out to other mad people. Come and join me with this. And people will wonder about it, the things that are in here. It appears to go against Dharma in a big way. Hmm? As those gopis forego the, their uh, marriage commitments and so on and so forth, and in the dead of night run to the flute sound of Krishna. Uh, it's a trampling on the head of the, of, of the Varnashram, a new way, a new testament, if you will, of the Vedic wisdom, the book of uh, not of law but of but of love hmm? very revolutionary so much so that what to speak of dharma the dharma mark, the karma mark it's standing on the head of gyan and saying it's not very pretty hmm? what does Vyas say? Nard say to Vyas naishkarmimapi achutabhava bhajitam nashobhate gyanam alam niranjanam it's not very pretty. <laughs> Gyan is not very pretty. What? Hmm? By which you will get mukti hmm? and become a beautiful person by this world's uh, estimation. You will do no, no commit no crime. Hmm? This is not the sum and substance of beauty that I committed no crime. <laughs> that I was. Uh, that, uh, 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 some substance of loving and giving, that I did nothing wrong. Hmm? No, what right did you do? This is the more. So, uh, it's a very, very uh, revolutionary book, and people re- readily might, might think that it is, well, what are you talking about? And I've heard it. I've heard it from other sampradayas. You, you, you people, you're against karma. Uh, and Gyan, these things are mentioned in the scriptures, and these are paths for human society, and and so forth. We say no, actually, we're not against them. They're, those are for the people who have no taste for this, who have no heart for this, who have not had good association. Hmm? They can take that up, but we readily say even those people who have desires for karma and Gyan, hmm? those desires should be abolished. They are cheating. That is the Kaitava Dharma mentioned in the previous verse. Cheating yourself. Hmm? What, 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 what opportunity has, 
has come. It's like to use a Christian context. Jesus came and, and then ignored him. No, I'm, not, I'm just using it as an analogy. Jesus came and they, and they, they killed him hmm? on the basis of the law from some previous books, something like that. Hmm? It's hard, Thomas Kuhn said, you know, to change paradigms. Hmm? This is a paradigmatic shift, Srimad Bhagavatam, and it's still just coming to the fore in human society. What is its significance? Hmm? Um, not an old, dusty old book to be kept on a shelf. So in this way, the the author gives a blessing. Really, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's the Ashirvad Shloka. It's a blessing to all of us hmm? readers who come and hear from Guru Parampara that we might become rasikas and relish this in in the, in the, in the ways in which such uh, devotees do. That it, this is the land of Vrindavan. It has no end. Hmm? This topic of Sumat Bhagavatam, it has no end. As I say, as you read it and understand it, you become a page in the book <laughs> and the volume increases. So, in this way, we've studied the three introductory verses. Any questions? What's the time? Yes. Why don't the Madhvacharyas accept Mahaprabhu as the incarnation of Bhagavan? Why don't the Madhva Madhva Vaishnavas? Because then they become Godias. They, I think that. The thoughtful madhvas, they do accept him, but they don't accept him in the light that we embrace him. Hmm? Um, And there may be different opinions about him. They may see him as a saint. They may see him as an avatar. Hmm? Um, But we make a very strong argument that he is... Swayam Bhagavan. And for that matter, we make the argument that Krishna is Swayam Bhagavan, which the Madhvas don't see. So why don't the why don't the Madhvas accept that Krishna is the source of Narayan? They don't. They accept that that Narayan Krishna is an incarnation of Narayan. They've got it backwards from our perspective. Hmm? But that's a valid also perspective. There is there is an angle of vision by which one could make that point. It's not the we don't think it's the full vision. So our vision includes that vision. We can also see that Krishna descended and he's such and such in the numbers of incarnations listed in the Bhagavad The Bhagavad makes an afterthought after listing him as one of the incarnations by way of saying, but although he appears as one of the avatars, he's Swayam Bhagavan. But Madhva has a very different interpretation of that, that section. Hmm? And so his particular Vaikuntha vision, if you will, is maintained by his bhava, and thus he translates and understands the uh, verse on the basis of his bhava. And we don't want to interfere with that necessarily. Our, our business is not to go to Vaikuntha and say, you guys got it wrong here. 
These are truths that are unknown in Vaikuntha. This is not the angle of vision in Vaikuntha. And, uh, and so then, if they don't see Krishna as the source of, of Narayan, then it's not that much of a wonder that they don't see Chaitanya Mahaprabhu as Krishna, which isn't, there's a lot of people that might see Krishna as the source of Narayan, but then to see Chaitanya Mahaprabhu as Krishna, that's another uh, step, another leap for them. And they're steeped in their own practices and so forth, their own discipline, their own ideal. Hmm? Their ideal is to, is, is Baikuntha and uh, and uh, is not Prem is not their preogent. Enter the Brajalila is not their preogent. So uh, if they're not charmed by that idea, it's that that very idea and the charm of that that in one sense allows us to see Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And, in that in that uh, in that light, yes. We, 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 we said that the Bhagavatam is not not their main book. They're more concerned with the other Puranas. Well, yeah, they, they study the Upanishads probably more. The Gita, Mahabharata, the Ramanuja Sampradaya, they concentrate on the Vishnu Purana. When you come to the Nimbarka Sampradaya and the Vishnu Swami Sampradaya, then they they study the Bhagavatam. But you go to Vrindavan and you go to the Bhagavat Katas from them, and they're studying Rupa Goswami, Jiva Goswami, Vishwana Chakravati Thakur, often. So, uh, yeah, Bhagavatam is... You, 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 to see Chaitanya Mahaprabhu as we do, you have to make Srimad Bhagavatam the center focus of your, of the hub around which your understanding of all the scripture revolves. And so there's a way in which, you know, you, you think it's obvious you see it like that, you know, and it's, it's clear, but you're, you're seeing because of sadhusanga, hmm? a certain type of sadhusanga, and so you're seeing it like that. Hmm? You heard. You saw with your ears by hearing from the Vaishnavas in this parampara. So you have that angle of vision, and it is one that uh, you know the, the Madhva's vision can be a, 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 um, included within. It doesn't work the other way around so well. That our vision would be included within theirs. So they tend to just uh, stop a little short and say, well, that's another religion. They're also following something like us, similar but different. And uh, there's not a lot of interaction. Madhvas are a very closed uh, circle group. The Ramanujas have been all over the world, but there's no Madhva that's ever crossed the ocean. Probably none none that's uh, Acharya has ever gone out of South India. Nowadays, I've heard there is one or two liberal-minded ones trying to deal with modernity and its insights and so forth and interface with that and so forth. But uh, um, they have not done that by any stretch to the extent that Gaudi Sampradaya has or Ramanuja Sampradaya. Hmm. Anything else? All right, we stop there. Grantara Srimad Bhagavatam. Kijai.